Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only monk podcast that engages in funkin' off-air, but never on-air. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Man, it's a jungle out there. That's all I gotta say. I have heard that about it and what have you. In any event, um, we're not here to talk about just it being in general. Although, I think one of the most important scenes in the opening theme song that sticks to me happens in this episode. Um, specifically when he jumps on the table, in case that wasn't obvious. Oh, but, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like probably the, th- the scene I think about most. Just because also it perfectly syncs up with the, uh, but I don't think so. Um, yeah. But... I just what noticed it for the first about? time. Yeah. I just noticed it for the first time. I loved... I mean, I know it was in every other episode, but I... Or, sorry, season two episode. But I really like the... Um, the shot of San Francisco behind him at night. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a really nice, you know... It's a, it's a, a good good theme song of Clips. Because I think clips, it's... Yes. It, like, yes. I mean, I think it's a good theme song. I knew you, were, I knew you weren't going to agree to that. But uh, um, I think that... The it syncs up really well too, um, because like the I could be wrong now is synced up with him getting patted down at TSA, which like is kind of I don't know, it just it works, but in any event, we're talking about Mr. Monk and the very, very old man. Um, you're a very, very smart guy. What did you think about this episode? Uh, I'm glad we didn't discuss this after or before, but I think it's my favorite episode. Mm. So far, that's it's exciting. It's not mine, but I think it is a very good episode. Um, and t- talk a little bit about why, just generally, why that's the case. Um, I mean, I, I think you know my answer, but basically, it's it's all Stoudemire and Monk, no Sharona, mm-hmm. not yeah. a, not a ton of Disher. Although I love Disher. Although where uh, you get the Disher, it's good. It's good. It's it's the Disher you want. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was Stoudemire and Monk. Like it's awesome. I loved it. The thing I like about this episode a lot is, and there's a couple episodes like this. Um, I think there have been a couple episodes beforehand that were like, and I'm trying, I can't think of that off the top of my head, but where the cold open itself presents you with a murder that is like on its face incredibly intriguing. Like, there's a lot of murder. Like, for example, Mr. Monk goes back to school, which is, you know, probably what in my to- my favorites of what we've watched so far. The murder itself is not that intriguing in that, like, if a woman was thrown off the top of a clock tower or jumped off, that's not, and on its face, weird. Yeah. But setting up in just the first minute, this is, like, just as a concept for a murder for a mystery, the world's oldest man was killed the day before his 115th birthday is an unbelievably intriguing mystery. Like, that is just, like, a dynamite concept. (laughs) Right, as like Sotomayor points out later, like why would you want to kill someone that that's old? And actually, when that whole when that whole thing like you know happened and mm-hmm. you you learn all the information, uh, I was mm-hmm. just like clearly uh, it had to have been the guy who's like second in line, right? I, that's what I thought, but I'm like nah, he was moving uh, a little too well in that in that room. So yeah, yeah, you, you would notice a a hundred and twelve year old guy in a security guard <laughs> outfit. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, so we. Um, we start off uh, at an old folks' home called, the, like, the Malden, um, uh, what is it, retirement, assisted living, something or other, nursing home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, most of them, my mom has worked in nursing homes for 30-plus years, um, and so, I mean, she she's been a, she's a social worker, 
she uh, clearly likes it or else she wouldn't keep doing it. And the thing is, almost none of them call themselves nursing homes um, because that's, that is like a terrible word. <laughs> like convalescent um, home? No, 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 that's even worse. Usually like assisted living or like... Um, actually, I actually have... Well, this one, I actually have uh, some stationary, not stationary, but uh, notepads from one that's a, uh, what is it, rehabilitation and nursing center. Um, I don't know, nursing home just feels a little bit uh, stuffy. But anyway, um, I should actually ask her. She's uh, in bed now. Um, it's worth noting, it is 9.35. But um, it's worth noting. Not over here, baby. I don't think, what? Oh, yeah, true. Not over like here. That, that I think she would probably have some problems with just the general security situation at this nursing home. Um, <laughs> that, uh, I think that just judging by the size of it, the, the immediate hole is that, like, there's no way that a guy who clearly isn't, uh, George Rowe could sign in as George Rowe and no one would be like, you're not George Rowe. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, the same as Yeah, but anyway. GTA. But anyway, I, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Um, but yeah, do you have a lot of experience with old folks homes? Uh, okay, so, like, going to Catholic high school, or going to Catholic mm-hmm. school in general, you have to do, like, service hours in different mm-hmm. places. So, my uh, high there. school, my high school like, freshman year, you had to do 10, 20, 30, and 40 mm-hmm. your senior year. So, my senior sure. year, I had completely slacked off and, like, hadn't done any of it. And I got to, like, God, like, three months before graduation, and they said, like, hey, you need to get your 40 hours in. It turns out everybody else was forging them. I didn't do that. Instead, I worked like three days straight yeah. for like 14 hours. Hey, good uh, for you. Yeah. It was a harrowing experience. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The, um, my yeah. my school didn't require those, but uh, this scholarship called Bright Futures, which is for Florida residents, which I had no intention of using because, as I mentioned before the call started, I knew when I was 14 years old that I wanted to go to NYU. But my mom still insisted just in case I needed to go to the University of Florida. Um, and I got some of it. It was like 100 over f- the four years. Um, a lot of it, though, I got because my mom had like was pu- had a friend who like, did a program where they sent like shoes and other pr- Christmas presents to like underdeveloped communities in uh, the Caribbean. And we just like would spend like every Saturday morning for like five consecutive weeks folding boxes for like two hours. <laughs> so that adds up. But anyway, uh, continue. You were saying about nursing home. Yeah, so no, it's just, it's really, it's a depressing place. Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, it's a thing that people yeah. see depicted all the time, but it was definitely that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I only went to my mother's work in my entire life uh, once when I was like seven, and I hated it. And then I visited my grandma when she was in like a more of an assisted living, less full-on nursing home. Like it was less, uh, um, but it was actually a lot like the one that we see in the show. Um and still, yeah, just like um, the worst place on earth, honestly. Um, I don't know how my mom does it every day. She's a hero. Anyway, this guy, this old guy, he's listening to a record. And uh, what what happens? What befalls him the, the eve of his 115th birthday? Uh, someone, like, swipes their way into his room, which I didn't even mm-hmm. know you needed to swipe your way into, like, a specific room. Um, and proceeds to close the blinds and... Um, Close the blinds and, uh, what's it called? Uh, lower the, no. And then he just smothers him. There you go. He just smothers him. Yeah. And he's dead. Yes. Uh, he, yeah, he smothers him with a pillow, um, which is, uh, if you're going to kill the oldest man in the world, probably a good way to do it. I would, I would have passed him too many, I would have passed him too many Viagras personally, but, you know. 
Yes, honestly, that probably would do it. Um, God, that would be so terrible if you walked in the oldest man in the world's room and he was dead and just, I mean, just full-on Eddie Bauer catalog. I mean, L being catalog, pitching a tent, just <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a way to go out, as oh people God. would say. Do you know what's a crazy story that just made me think of? Because I think about it a lot. Did you know that uh, Matthew McConaughey's mom and dad were mar- were divorced and remarried to each other two times? And th- when Matthew McConaughey was a kid, his dad told him that he would die having sex with his mother. And sure enough, he did die in the throes of making love to his mother. Do we and know that, or is that just something? He I said? swear to God, I swear to God. Well, he said it. He said it on Howard Stern show, and people don't lie on Stern. But anyway, that. But the best part of the story okay. is that he was being wheeled out of the house. Um, with, you know, covered up and stuff. And Matthew McConaughey's mother made the, ripped the blanket off and basically said, like, I want the world to know what my husband was working with. Oh, my God. Okay, okay for a if second, any other I famous would, person I, said that. If any other famous person said that. I mean, come, but... What if Woody Harrelson said it? Because I thought that's where you were going. I no. mixed up their backstories. Now, yes, Woody Harrelson's dad, of course, was a hitman. Um, yeah. But I think yes. True Detective just got in my head. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you know, they're uh, they're inseparable pair. But no, uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, I I think that he's. Uh, I think his dad. I think his dad died in a federal prison. Um, but no. Um, anyway, but yeah, also like when Matthew McConaughey is the, you know that your family, the family is interesting when Matthew McConaughey is him, but he's not the brother who goes by Rooster. You know, are you familiar with Rooster McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's brother? Oh, he, that's a real thing? No, I didn't Oh, know yeah, that. Rooster McConaughey is his older brother, who is, he is a, like, multi-billionaire, I think. A, at least a hundred billionaire, like, oil investor. And he used to be on this, after Shark Tank on CNBC, they used to have a show called West Texas Investors Club, which is basically Shark Tank, but with rednecks. And Rooster McConaughey was one of the panelists, yeah. Okay, I mean, great. Anyway, this is, I mean, this is why you tune into this show, just... Uh, because I'm, it would, no one would listen to a podcast if I created one that was just called Ephemera in Jake's Brain. Anyway, so Miles, whatever his face, gets murdered, the oldest guy. Holland. And we cut to, Miles Holling, right. And we cut to, Stylemeyer is in his office, yield, fielding a phone call about some billboard or whatever. Not important. Yeah, but what is important thing. is Disher, Disher knocks on the door. And what does he say? Uh, his wife is there. And that's never good. You can just tell by his face that that's bad news. This is the first time we're meeting her, right? Correct. Okay. Um, and he is he needs a couple minutes because he's got to. What does he got to do? He got to do a couple things. He's got to ta- he's got to get rid of the cigars. He's got to clean up. Um, he's got to put up like I think a dream catcher or something. But my Correct. favorite thing is the the waterfall, like one of those Zen waterfalls mm-hmm. that you have in your office. And he obviously doesn't mm-hmm. have any water on him, so he throws some coffee uh, in there. Mm-hmm. And so the coffee starts flowing, and it's uh, I think he calls mm-hmm. it his coffee fall, which is awesome. I just love that. It, it's great. Great stuff from Leland. As that's happening, Disher's trying to distract uh, Karen Stahlmeyer, showing her his gun, and you learn that Karen thinks that... Uh, Leland doesn't carry a gun. Whoa, hey, showing his actual gun. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's very not enthused. But I just want to say at the top, 
Um, rest in peace to Glenn Headley, who played uh, Captain Stottmeyer's wife. She passed away a couple years ago. What? Um, great, great no character way. actress. Like one of those actresses who's in like every TV show uh, for an episode or two. Yeah, I, I remember um, her, but she was young. Yeah, she died. Then. I think I looked up to sixty-two of a pulmonary embolism. Um, oh, that's yeah. It, I mean, it is honestly. When I remember what happened. It's like wow, that's like you look at those two people in the same frame, and you're like, Ted Levine is dying before this woman. He doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> You son of a bitch. No, I'm okay. I don't wish any ill on Ted Levine at all. I want Ted Levine to live as old as old as he wants. As, as, as 114. Uh, if he least. wants to live to 114, <laughs> he can live to 114. Shouts to Ted Levine. Yeah. I apologize for even insinuating that you didn't look uh, like a, you know a spitting image of your younger self in this episode of Mom. Anyway, um, his wife's not there just to say hi. She's there with a purpose. What is that purpose? She thinks uh, she thinks there was some foul play involved in the murder of uh, Miles Halling because uh, apparently she had done she had made a she's a, okay she's a documentary film director mm-hmm. and apparently one of her passion projects uh, her most celebrated work was a documentary on his I guess being old I'm not sure well being I mean honestly if you're 110 years old and you're the oldest person alive I think that that warrants a documentary about you. Yeah, there's only one hundred old. There's only one oldest person alive in any given moment. So, yeah, what pisses me off though is like she mentions it and like she talks about it, and somehow your boy Leland can't even remember it. Like I think you would remember mm-hmm. your wife making a movie. Oh, okay, he's a bad husband. Oldest man in the world. He's a yeah, bad husband. He was. Um, he calls it. Uh, she he calls them her little movies, which is like right the most like uh, debasing. If, yeah, if your husband's if you're a documentary filmmaker and your husband says that, you actually don't even need to go anywhere. Divorce papers just appear in your hand. <laughs> yeah, like if uh, you're directing like Twilight New Moon, then okay, fine, uh, duly noted. But documentary filmmakers, there's no need to to take that kind of stance on them. I mean, I you know I don't know why you had to sh- throw shade at Chris White's who famously co-directed uh, American Pie. Wow, he directed Twilight New Moon. Wow. And he also and he also directed uh, Cirque de Freak, Cirque de Freak. The oh, he directed Assistant? The Magician's Assistant. Jeez, man. Oh, him or his I fucking know. brother? I don't know. One of the two. I think it was his brother who did. He also he, he did write most of. He's one of the main credited writers on Rogue One, so I really can't hate on him. Damn. But anyway, okay. Greg, you know, careers have ups and downs. You know, can't all be yeah. winners. Uh, uh, Shonda Rhimes wrote the movie Crossroads with Britney Spears. Uh, anyway, right. But anyway, um, she thinks that he was killed. She's convinced. Yes. And Leland says something, which is one of the better lines. People that old, they die. That's That's like their their job. job. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good impression. It's true. Yeah. No, I mean, I I am inclined to agree with Captain on this one. Mm -hmm. But obviously, we don't have that luxury of doing that because we know what happened. No. And and, and Karen may raise some good points that he was found on his bed where he didn't he slept in a chair he never slept in his bed right and he had a book on his chest and he was basically blind as a bat and he couldn't read and he didn't have glasses on him so i mean that's not nothing like you know she clearly isn't just being stupid yeah no for sure but we don't find that out until after that uh no we find out the thing about the chair during that scene no, I mean, but I mean, like, when she first thinks that he's murdered, they're in his office. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So then, but Stoudemire says, okay, fine. I'll put Monk on it. Thinking that Monk is going to see it for be what like, it is. no, there's no foul play. Yeah. yeah. And he bets uh, on the wrong horse because Monk takes a look around and he concludes that it was murder. Um, which I think is, uh, honestly, it's pretty obvious. The, the clue with the blinds is like pretty cut and dry about uh, that basically the blinds are pulled all the way down when there's no way that a man who is five foot one and 114 could do that. Yeah, and I see. I actually too far away from his bed. I go the opposite way with that. I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he pulled it down at night. Why wouldn't he? Like, or maybe he always has it pulled down. Oh no, they mentioned that he never had it pulled down. No, they said that he always has it pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, and that, and in the walker too. It's like there's he's 114. Yeah. Like, honestly, the fact that he uses a walker and is not in a wheelchair, good for Miles. I mean, but okay, yeah, but there's also something that sticks in my craw. Um, they mentioned that mm-hmm. he's nearly blind. But when you see the scene mm-hmm. of the murder happening, he mentions, like, you're not, George. So, like, how the hell did he know that? That's a good point. Maybe he's a lot taller. Oh, I mean, George also was short. And also, yeah. was George? He, he looked Asian. Yeah, he was like... Yeah, look, that's what I was saying. He looked Asian. And Kurt Fuller, who plays the murderer, who I know because he's on Psych, and he plays truly one of the funniest recurring characters in the history of television. So it's funny to see him play a very serious murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh... God, I know you have Psych. I know you think Psych's stupid, but Woody on Psych is one of the funniest fucking characters. No, you know, like if any, <laughs> anyway. if anything, like watching Monk has kind of made me realize that I was just like having a had a weird axe to grind with USA shows. So with USA now, yes, and also like I know that there's like a Psych uh, episode that's like Twin Peaks, basically. So I'm all about that. There is, yes, yes. Anyway, um, so yeah, he's a lot taller, so maybe that's how. But in any event. Yeah, he's fucking five um, one. Determined it's murder. He's five one. Yeah, yeah. He's f- well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Monk determines it's murder, and Stoudemire is pissed because that's the last thing in the world he wants is his wife to be right. Which also, hate to say it again, terrible yeah. husband. It's yeah. bad. All, all in all. Yep. So they go to the mayor of this because I, I guess it never makes it super clear until this point. But this nursing home is in like a I think fictional town in the like right off the bay probably in uh san mateo san mateo or marin county um i you know what i didn't even like think about that at all why well it's in i mean it's gotta be in one of the two because you see they're in the cemetery there oh it's across the golden gate bridge yeah yeah the golden yeah right so I was thinking, I think it's probably San Mateo County, but it could be Marin County because I feel like just anyone who, anything and anything that's uh, associated with San Francisco where, like, they leave the town proper, it's like, oh, yeah, he's got a place in okay. Marin County. Um, but anyway. What uh, I do, what I, what I, what, so, what so I do like is it's that, a, like, we finally meet this mayor that requests everything of Monk but somehow doesn't greet him with, like, open arms. No, that's not, but that's, no, that's not the mayor. That's not the mayor of San Francisco. That's the mayor of Mulder. Oh, the town shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's why that's why they can get so no much shit. face time okay. with him. Yeah, if it was the mayor of San Francisco, that'd be yeah. uh, shit out of luck. But don't, by the way, you do eventually meet uh, the mayor of San Francisco. I don't think it's the, it's not the same mayor who's requesting all these things of Bunk. I don't think because uh-huh. it's like later on. But there is an episode where you do meet the mayor, and uh, he's great. He likes cashews. Anyway, um, that is a detail in the episode. I'm, I'm not sure just pulling that out of my ass. Um, yeah, uh, but anyway, they ask if they could exhume. Miles Holling's body because they want to see if he was murdered. Um, which uh, the deputy mayor 
is not very keen on this idea, obviously, as we find out, because he's, you know, he killed him. But um, the mayor, I'm going to get to Monk's phobia bits okay. in this scene in a second, but the mayor eventually granted to them. But this whole scene, Monk is, he's not doing well. What's going on? Uh, he just, like, he can't get over the fact that there's, like, tassels on the chair um, and that his chair is too slippery. Which I'll tell you this. I have very idle hands. I would be overjoyed if I was on a chair with tassels. Now, would I be professional? Absolutely not, because I'd be playing with those tassels. I am... The, the amount of things that I've worn down and ruined in chairs and remotes and things just because I can't stop playing with them, those tassels would be played with unbelievably. Anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, no. So, um, he hates the tassels. One of the chairs is too slippery. Um, yeah, so... He's just like having his typical thing, which it wasn't actually that bad this time. It was fine. Like I could deal with it. Uh, no, because also it was in the middle of another scene, so it that's was like true. they that's kept true. going back that's to true. the actual details. It wasn't. They didn't. St- the problem is when it stops it short. Like for example, in Mr. Monko's The Big Game, what we ta- hated was the umpire scene because nothing's that's happening true. in that scene except yeah. for Monk having right. phobias. That's the NYU film education right there, baby. But. Any- Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was in the dramatic writing program. Thank you very much. The film right. students were a different program. This is this is, it is Cliff. I'm kidding. I'm being pedantic as a joke. Um, I realize that this often doesn't come across in podcasts. It was one of the running bits at Marvel Cinematic University was that I kept doing this and I kept adding in booing sound effects because Pete they got mad. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they, so and, like zoom, yeah, and that's what like the cool thing about it is like there's no like uh, uh, like brushback from the office they're very or at least the mayor is just inclined mm-hmm. to just go with whatever monk wants to do which thank god you know i hate when like you have to yeah. waste time with uh uncooperative uh you know yes bureaucracy yeah um te- well, technically speaking not bureaucracy because you like it but you know what i mean anyway um they exhume the body and the my big problem with this episode is yeah. that there's a scene with leland which kind of telegraphs what this whole episode's going to be about, which is necessary because it is only a 42 yeah, episode bullshit. of television. But, Real convenient. Um, it is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, he sees... What does he see there uh, at that He sees uh, like a gravestone of, a, of, an, of one of his cold cases, which, oh man, I knew it was a matter of time before we got to like a, the cop on the show having a cold case that he just could never get over. Like that was coming. So what you're saying is you were not a fan of the I television program. I don't know what case. that is. Oh, is that the one with the really pale you lady? Like the CBS wife like, from Minority it. Report? Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise in Minority Report. You're damn right. Uh, see, this is why we do the podcast together. That's the that's only thing I've ever seen her in, I think. wife Minority Report, which is a reference. I know. I, know. I actually, you know, it's unfortunate. I've seen her in a couple, like, Hallmark original movies my mom was watching, which is like, that's how you know. Like, she was on... A show, I would say, Cold Case was a primetime television show on CBS, <laughs> America's Most Watched Network. And after that, she wasn't in anything else. Like, poor yeah, woman. she just she like, looks like a, she looks like a younger <laughs> anyway, Patricia Heaton uh, kind of. Or they just had the same complexion. No, Whatever. I just don't think you're imagining her face right. Sure, I mean, yes, they're both very pale people. But anyway, um, so are I? Are you talking much? I think you mean Patricia Clarkson. Now that I think about it. Patricia Keaton's Everyone Loves Raven. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, what's the name? The chick from uh, Sharp Objects. There you go. Patricia Clarkson. Patricia Clarkson. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah, okay. So you you are right. She does look like a Patricia Clarkson. Good job. 
Um, you say Patricia screwed up. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, he sees this cold case. It was this 17-year-old who was killed in a hit and run. He got into Princeton, which, like, um, you know, why does that matter? You know what I mean? Why does, uh... His name is Leveroni, What if he got into way, UC Santa Cruz, you know? Mm-hmm. Leveroni. Wait, did, wait, what UC did you go to? I went to U of A. Arizona. You didn't go to UC? U of A. Oh, right, of course. Sorry, I was confused. I was thinking Nitz went to UC Davis. No, oddly, oddly enough, though, oddly enough, I did get into anyway. uh, USC film school like after the fact, but I uh, I passed it up because it was way too expensive, and I was already like twenty five, twenty six. It's very very expensive. It's very expensive. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, we were talking about that before the show, guys. That's why he brought it up. I just realized that we that you'll, you it's easier to forget what we talked about before and after recording. But anyway, so yeah, he, we know that this episode is uh-huh. going to dovetail with this hit and run. It's not terrible because it's like part of the episode is the part of the fun is knowing how, but yeah, it does telegraph it a lot. And Summer's, you know, torn up about this case, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then we cut to uh, Monk's apartment and there's a knock at the door. Yep. It's Leland. They, it, it, they and he needs a place to stay. He was smothered. He needs a place to stay. But that's not the important part of the scene. Which, exactly. as soon as I saw this, I was like, fuck yeah. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because Karen kicked him out again. He's staying, at, he's staying at the Red Roof Inn, and Monk basically... Monk says something very nice and very thoughtful, where he says, you know, you were there for me when I had my issues. Yeah. The very least I could do is be there for you. Um, the problem, of course, as we find out, is that Monk. Yeah, is no, he'll to be, be there, there for them, but he'll also clean up after them at every turn that you can imagine. Yeah. So, you know, he's staying with them. Wait, by the way, by the way, like a little tidbit: are those over, lamps, uh, the ones in that okay. room, are they the same ones that he bought sure. in? Um... No, because but the, the lamp but you he see the bought desk. was you the one the on his desk, desk not the ones by the couches. Damn, okay. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't check. I didn't look. Probably. Yeah, no, I, just wanted to, I, I, wanted, I, um, I wanted to give the production designer It looked like the same set, for, generally. You know, remembering. Yeah. I feel. I would feel bad now if they weren't the same. Yeah, Because then it would kinda. be like, wow, production designer, you suck. <laughs> no. Um... Anyway, uh, so they're discussing the case over, you know, Leland has a beer, um, you know, to go yeah. before he goes to bed, you know, nice nightcap, you can't hate it, um, and uh, they're, what, what exactly uh, happens to this no, discussion? They, they, they're basically talking about, they want to know who was, if there was money, like if there was a money incentive for it, so that's when they find that, like the mm. old man only had like a $10,000 right, 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 like, right. uh, life insurance policy, and yeah, Hiram. Yeah. And he has a he has one son that's still name. alive. Hiram. I big fan of all the Hirams out there. If you're a Hiram and you listen yeah. to the show, let us know, please. Um, I think is I hate having fans who just like car blonde. I don't like you know because I do a couple podcasts. I don't like when people are just fan of the show just ask to be on. If your name is Hiram, so you telling me if my on. name was Hiram, I, mean, I could have gone. Yeah, are you okay with that? <laughs> FC University. Uh, no, if you had something interesting you, to talk okay, about, you come Real quick, have you ever had a podcast, anyway, um, uh, like, specifically dealing, like, with having a non-fan on there? 
Who was it? Yes. We did that for no, Spider-Man no. Of Homecoming. all of all the uh, fucking Lindsay E. MCU. I don't know if you her. Trap Queen City. Not just that movie. Not just that movie. Like specifically, like the whole movement. What do you mean? Just, just oh no! But why would we do that? <laughs> anyway, this is what this is way too off topic for you for me. Anyway, so Captain's going to bed, um, and he's setting an alarm, and he sets it yeah. for seven fifty three. He's got a problem with it. And Monk, as you might imagine, yeah, he's not having it. Um, personally, I'm like that too, where I set my I just do it like 15 in, in increments I don't know why. 15. Um, oh, I think that, I, I don't know why, it's just, it's some part of my brain is like, I can't, I can't do it on any normal number. It has to be something bizarre. Um, a lot of times, even I'll just set a timer for like eight, if it's a weekend, I'll set a timer for either eight or ten hours, and just be like, "Fuck it, whenever, whatever's eight to ten hours from now, I'll wake up." But anyway, um, but Monk is like, "Why can't it be eight? Stammer says that's too late. Why can't it be seven? That's too uh, early." They come up with, um, and what's the compromise? Uh, d- they come well, up. Well, he just like, yeah, he uh, he sets the sorry Stammer comes up. He with. changes the time on the clock to seven minutes previous to that so that when it the alarm goes off at eight it'll actually be 753 yeah the only problem is he shouldn't Which, have fucking said anything about stuff. it that's a pro move correct yeah correct. that because uh, you know damn well monk didn't sleep um and and then so he, he goes to sleep well he tries to at least we later learn he didn't but um we then cut to uh sharona is um, Karen. talking to Karen. Um, it is two women, female characters talking, but it does not Oof. pass the Bechdel test because they are true. talking about Steinmeier and Monk. But no, that's true. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, now, not that a show that stars a man necessarily has to, um, but anyway, uh, they are. Karen's basically talking about how you know. Leland isn't, uh, that she's not, she, she, she's suspicious that Sarona is there just to try to get her to take Leland back in, and we eventually learn, you know, that Leland never watched this documentary that she made about Miles Holling, which truly... Yeah, it just cements it right there. Just unfathomably bad husband stuff. Just, ah, ah. It's 65 minutes long. You know how much gar you know how many garbage Avatar? movies I've watched in my life that were longer than sixty five minutes long. I mean, Avatar's not that. I mean, Avatar's not um, the best movie ever made. But like, when I talk about okay. garbage movies, I'm talking about like actual t- trash. Okay. I've seen the film Electra. Don't come at me with Avatar being a garbage movie. Um, I've seen eight movies from the '80s that were made on budgets in this in only the six figures. No, I mean. uh, anyway, um, what? No, well, Evil I mean, Dead was like normally sounds like a lot, but if I'm in a movie, like, <laughs> sure, I, that's true. But I'm talking specifically. I'm thinking of this movie, Space Mutiny, which is supposed to take place on a spaceship, and nice. it's absolutely a <laughs> warehouse in Studio City. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so she sort of takes the, a copy of the VHS. Yeah. And basically, is like, I'll watch it, and I'll make sure Leland watches it. And you just know, yeah. I don't know about you, but you just know at that point, yeah. like, the documentary is going to come in handy. As, as it should. I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, I thought thing. it was like, an that's ex- good writing. Pay dividends should. twice, both with the case and with 
being the catalyst for like mm-hmm. kind of like them making up in the end. Exactly. So that yeah, I think that a lot of times when there's foreshadowing and people notice it on the internet, people who don't know how to watch things, um, and I have so many complaints about them, are like, oh, this is such an obvious tell. It's like, well, no, because if there's no tells for anything, yeah, you're then just you're just watching Twin Peaks at what, that point. What the hell is like, the point of telling nothing. story? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things you should. Um. That's true. Exactly. Um. Anyway, also of course. Uh, Karen does Bikram yoga. Anyway, I so, love this. Um, Captain and Disher. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I like before that. I like right before. They're that. talking to Hiram. Which I don't know about you. No, but no, it's funny. Just, no, it's oh, just oh, like oh, right, right. Go, go, go. Sorry, 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 about like how it was horrible staying with Monk, and that he like ended up like he used the bathroom in the middle of the night, and Monk basically spent like the next hour and a half cleaning after him. And uh, and Disher just proposes that he stay with him, which I'm sure would be Disher's like favorite thing in the world. But but he said, and he and he uh, offers like the incentive that yeah. he has TiVo. Yes, yes, I love that. Yes, no, yes, I never TiVo. did, but I always fucking wanted. It. I've never had DVR. Either. Did you ever have TiVo? I never had TiVo. I've never had that. We, oh really? You never had DVR? I've had DVR. See, I don't need it because I don't watch like once it became available on on cable, like or or anything like that. See, the thing is, I I like having it because because you can rewind stuff in the moment. That's what I like having it for. Um, And also, Uh I remember that uh, we got it in probably like early two thousand eight, and I remember that my dad saw that my dad's a big Giants fan. He saw that the. Giants Patriots Super Bowl was on like a full game replay on NFL Network like a month later, and he oh my recorded God. it, and it was recorded for Can like you three years until we got rid of that box? cable box. <laughs> uh, no, I mean you probably can with like some type of capture card, but That's not true. with like That's rudimentary true. technology. Mm-hmm. Also, he can just look at uh, it's not that hard to find a copy of that game. I think the whole thing's on YouTube. But anyway, um, so they are talking to Hiram. And I yes. think there's just something in a weird way his really baby boy. sad about seeing a man in like his 80s with a dead. Yeah, like that's actually like it's sad in a way that's not even like good. No, it is. Sad, and it's like, like, it is so, so like, like oh it's my so God, this is um, awful. True. <laughs> this like is I didn't even think the, about it. I'm like, yeah, this man probably had kids and they're like 80, 70, 60 years old. Like, yeah. Well, that's something that my mom deals with because when she has someone like you know not regularly, it's not like she haven't talked to people in their hundreds, but like you forget when like there's someone, even like the normal person in her nursing home, and she's talking about like oh you know her son or her or uh, his daughter wants to do this that and the other, it's like oh wait, we're talking about people in their sixties, like that like <laughs> that it's they're like old and I don't know I I can't even imagine being like. Uh, Miles Holling was very upbeat for someone who had because he said that it's like it was his youngest son, so that implies he had at least three kids, and so Miles Holland outlived yeah. two of his children. Yeah, no, but least, I and he's yeah. very upbeat, so yeah. that's kind of weird. It was a, um, uh, it was a uh, startling. <laughs> no, no, it was just it was jarring. But we learn, yeah, go. Yes, yes, we learn that someone was sending uh, threatening phone calls to Miles. Um, and so that, you know, we have a suspect in, you know, because clearly someone was out for him. Um, 
And so, um, uh, we see, um, what was I going to say? We cut back to um, Monk's apartment, and Stalmar's making himself a sandwich. Um, nice bread. Uh, which, you know, it's a nice looking sandwich. He's even cutting himself slices yeah. of tomato. Um, yeah, that's yeah, why it's I good. like, I mean, oh, definitely I like good whenever bread. I see people I mean, making bread's sandwiches, the whole thing like, sandwich, really I sandwich bread, um, like, bad bread you don't in have media, this. just like, eh, doesn't do it for me. We had a roll on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer a roll, obviously, but I do, if it's like a good, like, but hearty, right. like, multi-grain bread, right. I can do it. Um, you know, uh, but what? Well, right, duh. But, like, generally, like, I mean, the bread we had a lot in when I was living with my brothers was, like, multi-grain whole wheat, which is pretty hearty, so... No, just, like, country, like, not, like, actually, like, good stuff, but, like, just, like, whatever the generic, not generic, but whatever gotcha. the regular brand of bread is, their whole grain version. Anyway, it's a good sandwich. Monk cleans up after him because he has to, um, and uh, he lets him know about the phone calls. And a thing that we didn't mention in the scene oh, where yeah. uh, they're talking over mm-hmm. Stalmar's beer is that Stalmar keeps trying to fix the Yeah, uh, everything in the apartment is like it's crooked. right and angles. It keeps making it crooked again. And they keep having an... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, you just know it's going to go back to Trudy. That doesn't mean it's bad, but you just know it is. Um, but uh, we end up going over to that card table, not card table, coffee table, where Stalmar has all like the time cards and schedules of the employees laid out. Um, and... Stalmar misses something that's really bad, I think. I think he's an idiot for this. He beats himself up over it, and, like, I think he should, where Monk notices that George right. Rowe, one of the security Which guards, means misspelled his name the night of the murder. It's not there. Now, I don't think he misspelled George. So I have a R-O-W. question. R-O-W. And this is a purely hazardous question. Do you think he actually spent... Which way do you think George Rowe actually spelt it? R O W. Oh, I was thinking that the options were R O W E and R O E. I don't know if I've ever seen. Oh well, it's it just yeah. R-O-W. Okay, well, knowing who it is now that actually did it, that makes sense. What you're saying, he doesn't seem like a dumb guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was thinking like because I was I was thinking that they do R O W E because that's like the normal you spell row. But then you know what? Like, I, I'm cheating. I'm cheating. You know, I'm cheating no, slightly because I watch all the episodes with right, sound off in the comments below. Um, so I, I, yeah. So that I wouldn't have even thought about that. It was just like, okay, mm-hmm. well, ah, yeah. I should have watched episodes with subtitles, but honestly, I don't like to. Um, I'm trying to think of an actual explanation, but it's like no, I just prefer not to. Um, so they end up going to George Rose's house. Stalmar yeah. and Monk, and um, I like the scene a lot because it's really just their full dynamic, where uh, the place is tossed around. They go in and there's a snake. The place is to tossed around. It's uh, enclosure. Yeah, no, not only that, what? but not yeah. only, oh, yeah. not place only is, that. Someone broke Sorry. it. Um, yeah, it's right, it's not good. internet connection. Is um, it is pretty yikes. Uh, yeah, go. can you hear me fine? Okay. Um, no, well, my, I like no problem. typical still, cop shit, but yeah, and like right when they get to the house, uh, Sotomayor notices that there's like, yeah, damn, it looks like that the place has been tossed around. So Monk is like, yo, like, is that, is that probable cause? And Sotomayor justifies yeah. it by calling it, oh, it's probably mm. probable cause. 
And they proceed to break in and yeah, yada, take it away. Stoudemire is super calm with his snake, which is like good for him, but also you don't know how deadly it is. Um, and they put it back. And there's a great bit I like a lot where Monk looks at the closure and he sees a feeding schedule for Larry, Moe, and Curly. And he sees Larry and Moe, but... Well, no, we don't know. We see Moe. We don't know if Oh, it's... I know. I'm get... That's the joke later. I'm just saying as it did in the moment. Damn it. He's like, where's Curly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Curly's a good name for a snake regardless, if you just have one. That is true, actually. I didn't consider that. Yeah. But, so yeah, Monk's freaking out. He doesn't like snakes. I think he lists his whole list of yes, things he makes. Yes, yeah, snakes right are like there. six, and they're above heights, which is important because he climbs on the table. Um, they're above heights, but they're below mushrooms, which mushrooms is, like, hilarious to me. No, they're above mushrooms as well. Mushrooms is after heights, I thought. They're below no, milk, mushroom though. is, like, fifth. More importantly, ah, milk yeah. is three, I think. Yes. which He's very oh. afraid of milk. Well, good thing Sotomayor wasn't actually drinking milk then. I know. That was my first thought when that scene happened. I'm like, thank God he's not it. Because, well, Monk wouldn't have milk. Does that mean he can't do, like, chowder? I don't know. I think probably he can. Because, speaking from experience, obsessive-impulsive tendencies don't actually follow logic like it's not like a allergy like if you have a right, milk right, allergy right, right, you can't right. do chowder but like he's not actually he's just afraid of milk um right anyway see so yeah, a monk uh is freaking out and Steinmeier ends up going to another room and he see he finds George Rowe dead um and uh somehow monk gets back into his car ends up in Sharon's car and he refuses to go inside so, uh... Until they good, show him the snake. Yep, there's good news, because Disher has a bag, and Moe's in there. Or maybe Larry or Curly. But, of course, the bag's empty. They didn't find him. However, right. Monk... Because they, they basically need to determine whether or not it was someone who George Rowe knew or not, right? Like, whether or not it was a random yeah. break-in or whether or not... But right. Monk already figured it out, even though he's in his car. How? Uh, it was just, I think, because there was, um... The killer, because they find his dead body. I don't think we mentioned that. Did we mention that? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I did. I thought okay. I just Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, the killer had to smash three different window panes because he didn't know where the lock was. So clearly this person had never been to the house before. Not a friend. Must be a stranger. Yep. Also, nice house for a security guard at a um, yeah, nursing home. Not bad. Um, also, classic, you know snake guy weird stuff if there are any snake guys listening I'm sorry but come on um, I mean, yeah I mean okay now I always think of uh, Judge Reinhold from Beverly Hills Cop 2 hey, hey, do you want to be George, Judge Reinhold from Beverly Hills Cop 2 he's not bad he's pretty cool he's got a no, lot of guns fair. at the end that's fair but he also is a snake guy um, anyway uh, so you know Monk that Good, you know, great detective work by Monk. And then we cut to one of my favorite scenes in the, this episode where this Disher's Theory, a recurring segment on any episode of Monk. Yeah. Um, and what's Disher's Theory for this episode? Uh, he thinks, which I thought was kind of where it was going to go. Um, but he thinks that someone is purposely killing uh, world record holders, which they can't use Guinness's name because I'm sure they couldn't clear it. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, that someone is murdering a bunch of uh, world record holders. 
Yes, because his evidence is that the guy who made the world's biggest ball of yarn was murdered three years ago. Shit, I missed that. I missed that because I was writing something down. And Stoudemire says one of my favorite jokes in the whole show, which is he says very sarcastically, "Oh my God, it's just are we um are we make we got to make sure that the two the fat twins on those motorcycles are okay, and make sure we get a twenty four hour surveillance on the man with the beard of bees." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. I just love. I don't know why it is, but I love the fact that for, of all the world records in the world, I feel like the one world record that is universally known are the fat twins on the motorcycles. Like everyone knows. <laughs> everyone I have no knows idea the what the fuck that is. I have no. Oh, idea you don't know? No, no. Wow. Idea. Google fat twins motorcycles. It's the first thing that's gonna come up. It's the world's fattest twins, and there's a famous photo of them riding uh, like mopeds. Okay. I need um, you. I need you to react to this live. I, I can't. My shit is working in oh, the hotspot. I don't want to. Oh wait, like, okay. Fuck I'll up pull up. Give me a second. I'll I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. Uh, it is. Yeah, I'm not going through. I'm not going through a hurricane, but somehow I'm still having like internet outage. You see this? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that offhand though. But like, yeah. Okay, oh, really? That. that is just always on deck with my in my mind. Although, as this podcast shows, what isn't? But. That I mean, it was a big, it was a popular enough reference where it was in a TV show, so I feel like I'm not crazy for that one. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. But also, though, I mean, the guy with the beard of bees, you gotta know him. Yeah, that I did know. I what about the one. woman with like the 67 inch fingernails? I thought it was a guy. No, no, I thought that was a guy. No, what about the guy who calls himself like the lizard man who has tattoos all over his body? And he split his tongue. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw not, that. not a fan of that guy. No. Um, if you're a listener, wow, but, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> what, we cut, okay, we cut back to Monk, you know, in his, uh, apartment, Stalmar's vacuuming, he finishes, Monk grabs the vacuum and starts doing it again, because Stalmar was vacuuming diagonally, and, Monk's a some, grid I think this is, yes, I think this is some great acting from Ted Levine, he has a yeah. full blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just goes off in a way that like you really don't see. there's not a ton of blow ups in the show um, yeah cause and, to Monk's, and to Monk's credit he doesn't take it very personally I, w- I mean like I no. kind of well cause Monk that. knows his, I mean Monk knows what he is unfortunately for better and worse yeah um, and Steinmeier calls Monk the best marriage counselor in, in California yeah and why, why is that because after living with him for two days, like, you could just, I don't know, I guess basically, like, you could live with anything at that point? Is that Well, what yeah, I love when he says, I'm going to go and tell Karen that I'm a changed man. And you know what? I actually am. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but he can't leave because they haven't watched the documentary yet. Right. And the thing I really like about this episode is that it, it get, lets, because I think a lot of detective shows where the detective is like a private consultant the actual police officer is always a buffoon mm-hmm. but like on this episode they let captain the captain be the one who actually solves the case um yeah yeah no i i mean that that's a note that i took like he solves it finally yeah. like monk doesn't solve the case yeah um and uh because they're watching it and it happens so it happens in when he turned 110 miles hollings uh was given by the city of Malden a time capsule that would open they'd open in 100 years um containing a book he wrote about his life and most notably the mayor asked his family and his staff to write letters 
to put into the time capsule. Yep. And Steinler somehow puts 17,400 together. Actually, that'd be easy. 17,452 and 1,895 together in his head immediately. Because mm-hmm. he's... Not that it's impossible to solve this, but this is not like an open and shut thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he notices that the deputy mayor is driving a rental car. Um, and he also just generally looks unhappy, I think probably helped. Um, yeah, he's a prick every time they dealt with him. Yes, but no, but in, in that video, he looks like distraught. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, like a guy who just who woke up and realized that when he was drunk driving, he killed a kid. You know, I gotta um, say, I think I was like super confused by this whole scene. Like, it didn't like, I didn't understand it at first at all. The documentary bit? Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, I understood the documentary, but, like, what the... Sure. What gave up the ghost? Or, sorry, I use that term mm-hmm. a lot, and I don't know what it means. Um, what gave it's, it up? You didn't use it correctly, but I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. What gave it up? Like, um, I didn't understand how that was going to work. Yeah. I think it's just that, um... I don't know. I, I, I think that the... I think Stammer was just putting stuff together that, like, is not actually... Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I think, the, anyway, they go to, they confront the deputy mayor, and at that point, they had looked up what car he drove at the time, and it, so at that point, there is actual evidence, because he was driving a blue Oldsmobile, which is the make and model, not, excuse me, is the make and color of the car that killed the kid. Correct. Um, so at that point, they have more evidence than just his hunch, but um, it's definitely not enough evidence to arrest him, you know. Um, but uh, they end up, you know, get basically being asked to leave. Um, they don't have enough. But Monk comes back in because he noticed something mm-hmm. with the deputy mayor. What? Which? Which one of this? What? What stooge came in handy and helped Monk solve the case? Which one of them? Oh man, uh, shit! I don't remember what which one it was. But basically, well, you don't know. That. Yeah, I'm okay, okay. It could be E.B. Larry Mark. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but but he sees that there's like a bite mark. On um mm-hmm. on uh, Gamel, that's his name. On Gamel's arm, so yes. clearly indicating that he was bit, at. And I don't mean that metaphorically. Nice, uh, clearly meant that he was at George Rose's house. Clearly meaning yes, he's a killer. Uh huh. And so they asked the mayor to dig up the time capsule, and he's like, you know, the deputy mayor's like, this is ridiculous. And the mayor, to his credit, is like, well, I mean, they were right about this dude being murdered, like. This is it, it. This is even less high stakes. This is a time capsule. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay, okay. Okay. But please explain to me why would it matter if they had to dig it up again? Were they going to go through everybody's like letters if they did that? Um, I cause they said he was paranoid, is what Monk says in the Here's What Happened. I guess, but yeah, it was okay. Was, that's the only like bugaboo about it. Is just, I don't see yes, how. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that I agree that um, they you know it would have. Uh, I, I honestly don't know. Um. No, I've never personally killed a minor in a hit and run before, so I don't know how that affects someone's psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Monk, as they're digging it up, uh, gives the here's what happened. And, you know, I think, like, like as always, we went through most of it already, but what happened? Uh, so, yeah, he uh, he killed George Rowe, clearly. Uh, took his uh, uniform or whatever, went to the the nursing home or the Kamala's hospital, whatever you want to call it, uh, killed, smothered him. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Confess- he confessed to the murder in the letter. And that was a letter that was put mm-hmm. into the, the time capsule. The time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Because earlier in the episode, Stamer is talking about how murderers' urge to confess is the right. most helpful thing for police officers, which is true because most crimes, I think, most murders, I believe in a confession. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. Um, so uh, now, how many of those are coerced? I don't know. Ask Amanda Knox, but uh, most do end in a confession. Uh, and so they dig it up, and sure enough, in his letter, he basically just gets right to the point and says, I killed, I don't remember the kid's name. I should probably start writing these things down. I know you do, uh, so I keep relying on It you. was, uh, I forgot what his first name was, but it was something Leveroni. Something Leveroni, he killed him, he was going to Princeton, yada, yada, yada. And so, uh, yeah, they arrest him, and he's, you know, distraught, talking about how, uh, he woke up and he hoped it was an animal. It's like he was drunk driving, you're, dude. You're driving in sick. Yeah, you're you're blackout drunk driving. Which like that is yeah brutal. That's like that is next level stuff. Um, and I don't mean that in a good you know you know what I mean. yeah <laughs> like that's uh that's I that's I swear to drunk I'm not God territory. Uh-huh. So um, they arrest him and then uh, you know Stalmeyer and his wife have a sweet scene um, because, you know, she was the key to him solving the case, even though, if I'm being honest with you, that documentary didn't look that good. No, I, 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 yeah, I had noticed that it was shit. It was terrible. The, the cap, like, the credits font itself gave it away. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no wonder I was only uh, honorable mention at the Bonnery Film Festival. Um, But yeah, they have a nice, sweet, reconnecting moment. Um, now, if I were her, I still wouldn't forgive him for, you know, the way he is. Yeah. Um, about her. Uh, I suppose opposite to Tract, but also, like, come yeah. on. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice moment. Um, and so uh, they walk off, you know, arm in arm, and uh, Stalmer thinks Monk. They fist bump, which yeah, is weird. Yeah, very Howie Mandel. Um, exactly. Um, Howie Mandel, future Monk at, uh, guest star. Um, oh, can't wait. Is it Mr. Monk and the germaphobe? Yeah, good. I think it's Mr. Monk joins a cult. Oh, on that? No, Mr. Monk joins a cult. Perfect. That's what it's called. Or, and the cult, one of the two. I yeah, mean, he, yeah, had t- to be. Spoiler, had he to be. cult leader, duh. I mean, I... Um, <laughs> and, okay, and then we cut, you know, the closing bit. Oh, but no, but Sotomayor's Sa- um, wife, Karen, she had a letter in the... Right, in the time I completely forgot. Yeah, she had the letter in the time capsule, and... Mel, or sorry, not yes. Mel. Why am I calling him Mel? Because that's the Yankees pitching coach, or former Mel Sotomayor. Mel, I don't know if right. you knew that. That's true. Uh, yes, that does. Yeah. Um, uh, Leland reads it, and like that's basically what he like goes over to her, and that's when we get the whole scene of them reconnecting and whatever. Yeah, and then we have the ending scene where it's Monk, you know, sitting uh, on the couch, and we you know fade to back when Trudy was still alive, and. It's one a different actress playing Trudy, which is really distracting. Yeah. Don't worry, they eventually yeah. they settle on one soon. Um, and but I thought it was a really sweet scene. It is very sweet. I, I really liked it. She, yeah. you know, let he lays his head in her lap and she moves the table that way so she can put her feet up and he can relax and. Um, and that's why it was crooked the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Um, you know, good stuff. Uh, what would you rate this episode? I gave it a nine out of ten. It's my favorite episode thus far. I'm happy to hear that. I would actually just give it an 8. I don't know why I didn't like this episode as much as you did, but I, I mean, I do like the episode a lot. I give it an 8. Um, 
Yeah. It's uh, some really good stuff. I think the Style of Modern Monk stuff is really good. I think, I mean, that relationship is just genuinely really, really good because Stoudemire yeah. is, you know, obviously in awe and jealous and res- not resentful, but almost resentful amongst talents. But he's also like one of his best friends in a way that he never could admit. Not, you know, and yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's just a really interesting relationship. I like when they explore it. No, I do. And like Stoudemire... Um, I think he's my favorite character, to be honest with you. Like, over, I like Monk a lot, but I just Stoudemire is my guy. I, like I him. mean, the mustache is really wonderful. Um, I like Stoudemire a lot too. Um, I just I picture like, him sometimes. I sometimes picture him just tucking his penis in between his legs mm-hmm. and asking the immortal question. Um, <laughs> what do you fuck? What you? I fuck. <laughs> what do you think Ted Levine does if he's not that this happens that often? But if Ted Levine is just like in a CVS, and that song "Goodbye Horses" comes on. Do you think he just like? Oh my god! Do you think he like no, just absolutely. like puts something over his head? No, like he can't. He has to like just like run away. He can, no one he can't see him. I think he bobs his head. I mean, that's his bread and butter, baby. <laughs> I mean, if you if read any of them, he basically tried to do as much as he possibly could to separate himself from that uh, role after that, which understandably, I mean. Although it's one of the yeah. great acting performances of all time, I think the fact that he wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for that is a sham. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, I think you're right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's, really good. he's really good. He's really good. He's really He's scary. Like, <laughs> think about it. Like, it's silly. He says, like, people joke about that, put the lotion in the basket scene, but, like, that's harrowing. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not Yeah, pleasant. no, it's... It, it's. I mean, that's the thing I think about. Honestly, more than I even think about Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. When I think I of mean, Silence I, of the Lambs, specifically. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, although I mean, Anthony Hopkins is unbelievable. That movie's great. Jeez. I, yeah. Talk about a perfect movie. Anyway, uh, you could follow the show at Strictly Monken. Andre, where can people follow you? You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Um, please rate if you subscribe to the show. Um, share it with anyone you know named Hiram uh, or any other yes. old people names, honestly, um, or young people names. Any names at all. Now, if you know someone who doesn't have a name, don't share it with them because they're absolutely a hitman. Um, yeah. But more important than all that, Mr. Monk goes to the theater. Let's get monkey. Let's get monkey.